Welcome to the Bill Simmons Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor. Buy and sell tickets in two taps on your phone. Everything fully guaranteed. Football fans, $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NFL tickets. All you have to do is use promo code BSNFL. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by Miller Lite, brewed not just to taste great, but also to be less filling. It only has 96 calories, so it will not fill you up. It's brewed to be enjoyed from tip-off to final buzzer. It's been my official beer for the last 30 years, even though they didn't know that. It's the original light beer. It has been since they first showed up courtside in 1975. Miller Lite. We are also brought to you by Against All Odds and The Ringer NBA Show. I am on both of those podcasts. The Ringer NBA Show, we put up Sunday night, me and Haralabob Volgaris, the esteemed gambler. We we're going to put it on this podcast, but we had so many guests this week, we had to nudge it over to the Ringer NBA show. We break down the whole season. We get in a whole bunch of arguments about the Warriors and whether LeBron's an all-time great passer or just a great passer. Uh, he has not been on a podcast in a long time, and it was great to have him back. So that's Ringer NBA show. And then on Against All Odds, tomorrow, me, Cousin Sal, Joe House, doing all the futures for the NBA season, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, you name it, it's all there. We should mention the Ringers NBA Preview Palooza is happening right now, Monday and Tuesday. We are putting up basically a day and a half of video content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Also a bunch of podcasts. The, the whole thing, all our staff is here, and, uh, and we're just putting up a ton of content. You know who's here? Shea Serrano. Shea Serrano has a new book out called Basketball and Other Things. And if you love reading Shea and the Ringer, if you enjoyed having him on the podcast, I would urge you to get this book because it's all of Shea's basketball thoughts. It's going to do really well. Um, he had a huge book signing on Thursday night in New York City. Zach Lowe was there. Jason Concepcion was there. Rembert Brown, our old Grantland teammate, was there. And a uh, huge turnout for, for that. Congratulations to Shea. It's an awesome book. I make a cameo in it. Check that one out. And, uh, and oh, one more thing. The Rewatchables. We put up a Rewatchables podcast on Thursday. We broke down Scream. It's the longest one I think we've ever done. It was like 83 minutes. It was very, very entertaining. And, uh, and if you love the Rewatchables and you're in Los Angeles, we are doing a live Rewatchables at Largo on Wednesday night, October 18th, I think at 8 p.m., we're breaking down face-off. I'm going to be there with Shea Serrano, Jason Concepcion, and Chris Ryan. And we're going to t dive into either the most underrated or overrated action movie of the past 25 years. Face-off, John Travolta, Nick Cage, live in front of an audience. So if you want to go to that, I would watch that movie the next two days so you'll understand half the jokes. All right, Cousin Sal's coming up. He's in Brooklyn. He is not in the studio. We're going to talk about uh, a disastrous week six for gamblers. But first, the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Pearl Jam. All right, coming up, Bad Beat Sunday. The Falcons and the Broncos. Destroyed every possible parlay and tease and three-teamer and two-teamer and whatever everybody had. The Packers lost. The Chiefs lost. The Pats and Washington almost lost. The underdogs 10-3 this week. 53-35-1. and 
overall. As usual, Sal, we're not profiting from any of this. Yeah, I don't remember taking a beating this bad in uh, uh, many, many years, I think. I'm really bummed out. Really bummed out. I feel like I can't bet for a month. I'm so gunshot now. So bad. It just seems like nobody can be trusted. There are no parlay teams to do because there are no good teams. Yesterday, like the Falcons coming off a bye week, I actually, I picked the Dolphins to cover that game in the the super contest. Mm -hmm. But I never thought the Falcons would lose coming off a bye week to the Miami that can't score 20 points. And yet somehow they lose. And then the Broncos Giants, we'll study that game. 50 years from now, we'll be talking about that game, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand Yeah, I think like, like... No, and then you can't understand it because there are some things like, okay, you, you need to be able to count on stuff as a gambler or just as a football fan in general. Like, So the Falcons up 17 nothing, like you said, coming off a bye, and Jay Cutler is running the other offense. That should be a win. The Niners down 17 nothing, I believe, to the Redskins. The Niners' third straight, third consecutive road game, which doesn't ever happen in the NFL. But anyway, third consecutive road game two of which went to overtime. They should be exhausted down 17 to nothing. They put that, uh, the Iowa kid into Beathard at quarterback. They have a backup quarterback and they make it all the way back. They don't win, but the things like that, like make you want to watch something else. It was terrible. It was terrible all day. Yeah. And we didn't, that, what was the other one that was crazy? Oh, the, the Saints were up 45 to 10 and the Lions almost yeah. came back to cover that one. I mean, if that had happened, I think that would have been that the biggest the comeback of all time, right? 35 points. I don't know if anyone's right. ever come back from that. I was watching that because that was one of my two best bets. Your Patriots were the other one. and uh, that, the guy, I got backdoored, although I don't even know if you were, you should have won that game. Yeah, it's unclear. They're down 14 nothing to the Jets. I don't know how the Safari and Jenkins thing wasn't a touchdown. The Pats look mm. terrible, and somehow they're a game out of having the best record in the entire league. And they look awful. It's it's easily the worst Pats team since 2009, I would say. Defense is... Do you think... Do, do you remember this late in the year? We're now entering week seven where you can't... You can't convincingly say that you, any of the eight teams are going to win a division. Like, you could pick eight division winners, but can you say one of those eight teams is definitely going to win? Like, Patriots should win. Steelers should win. Chiefs should win. But I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't bet my life on any of that stuff. Wow, you really sound broken. I know. You, sound like, <laughs> you need to say a counselor when you're in Brooklyn. I, I, remember, I, I could show you my tally. <laughs> I remember 2008 being a little like this, like super unpredictable, but mm-hmm. we're at a pace now with the underdogs being 18 over 500. If that, if uh-huh. that, Let's just say that continues at that pace for the rest of the season. You're talking about 50 games over 500 for the underdogs. That seems yeah. inconceivable. Right. I, I remember the underdogs being, we've had years where they've finished 30 games over 500, but not 50. And the other thing that's happening is these teams, these big favorites, either losing or almost losing. We had, what was two weeks ago? Who lost when they were nine and a half point favorites? Carolina. Oh, Carolina beat the um, Pats. Right. And everybody was like, wow, first time that's happened in a couple of years. And now you have this, uh, mm-hmm. this Atlanta team, Loses to Miami at home, 13-point favorites, which hadn't happened, I think, five or six years. So, that, uh, the, Oh, yeah. Well, that, the fact that two – I don't know if two 13-point favorites hadn't lost on the same day in like 20 years or something, or since 1992 or something crazy. And then we've had some 
Like, like I love the Packers yesterday. I thought the Packers were going to go into Minnesota and beat them. Mm-hmm. And then Rodgers breaks his collarbone, and that's it. Cross it off. It's over. So right. a lot of bad luck. I think a lot of people got seduced by the Chiefs and the Panthers this week because the lines were low. Mm-hmm. They were, like, beg- yeah. basically begging you to take the, uh, the favorite and – Right. And that burns some people. So really, really, really strange Yeah, they killed season. everyone that way. You're right. They, they kept those lines low. I mean, they didn't know, obviously, that Rodgers was going to get hurt, but the Packers were uh, a public bet. And then all these 10 points. For every, and I think we got excited because, you know, we love doing these teasers and money line parlays. But yeah. every week leading up to this, they, they made the spread so short, three, three and a half on all these games. We couldn't find a three-team teaser like we could this this week and uh which makes it even more spectacular that all these underdogs are covering when every week except this week they were just like three point favorites was the norm. Um yeah, I, I think we cross everyone off and just bring guys teams back as they as they show some life. I don't know how to handicap this. The Jaguars Rams was another fishy line. That stayed pretty steadily at two and a half. Jags are home. Mm-hmm. Rams aren't exactly like a juggernaut. I like the Rams, but I, I couldn't believe that line wasn't three. And then as it got closer to game time, it drifted down to Jags by one. And the uh-huh. Rams won it pretty convincingly. So, you, you know. You almost pulled the trigger on that. I could tell. You almost pulled. You, you were going Rams. You were going Rams. And then right before the kickoff, which and then the kickoff was run back for a touchdown. But you're probably three seconds away from having a winner there. Yeah. Well, I was texting about it. I didn't realize it was a four or five start. So yeah. I would have I would have wagered on that one, and it never happened. The Giants beating the Broncos, though, I, I don't understand it. They go into the game; everybody knows they can't throw the ball, and they're just going to run the ball and try to kill the clock and make it this slow paced game. And the Broncos seem completely blindsided by this. Like, oh, you guys are just going to run the ball with a giant offensive line? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Whoa! Yeah. Didn't see this coming. And then all the yeah. all Denver had to do was just stack the line. And not make mistakes offensively, and there's no way they don't win the game, and yet they do. And now the Giants aren't dead. Sal, I only have three cross-off teams. We try to cross a team off every week. It's week six. I think only the 49ers, Browns, and Giants are cross-off teams. I don't have any others. Do I you? think we uh, can we uncross teams off as we see the, the powerhouses suck every week. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to do this. Well, we um, we crossed 40, off the Chargers. 49ers. We did or didn't? Oh, we we did. On. We crossed off the Chargers, oh, yeah. and now I've uncrossed them, them. Yeah, we're bringing them back. So what did you say, Giants? Yeah, I think they're just those three, Giants, Niners, and Browns. And the Niners are having one of the great gambling seasons anybody's ever had. They've lost five straight games mm-hmm. by three points or less, which has never happened before in the history of the NFL. I think they've covered right. all five of those games. They're somehow 5-1 and one against the spread. They got killed in week one. Yeah, They've had a quarterback change already. It's just bizarre. I mean, I was looking at the divisions, and the AFC South right now, Somebody, the Colts in Tennessee are playing tonight. AFC South is going to have three, three, and three teams, no matter what happens. NFC South right. has Carolina yeah. at four and two, and New Orleans and Atlanta at three and two. The uh-huh. NFC North, everybody thought Minnesota was done. Bradford looks like his career might be over. They lose to Alvin Cook. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah, cross them off. They're four and two, tied with the Packers, who don't have a quarterback. And then the Rams are winning the NFC West. Four and two. Winner. The Rams are ahead in the NFC West. So, I I don't know. I mean, We have that big bet. What do we have? We have Seattle, Pittsburgh, and New England as our big division winners. The Packers aren't in that, right? 
No, they're not. No. Oh, thank God. We somehow stayed away from that. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, Rams are going to screw everything up anyway. And everybody's like, the Steelers are back. Meanwhile, you know, they did what they should have done the whole season. They just gave the ball to Le'Veon Bell over and over and over and over again. Roethlisberger, yeah. he was okay. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like that was the game we're going to point to and when he finishes at 4,500 yards and be like, that was the game he turned it mm-hmm. around. He threw a couple passes in the traffic, including the, the game clincher to Antonio Brown that two guys right. could have intercepted and somehow Brown goes down the sidelines with it. But I... I was more that their defense and Le'Veon Bell won that game, and I the Chiefs' offensive line didn't look great to me. I don't like any team. Is basically the conclusion I've come to. I like no teams. All thirty-two teams, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think the Steelers are getting a little too much credit. I'm I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, you're right, Antonio Brown. That could have been picked or knocked down, and then they have to punt. And also, they they got Andy Reid. Andy reading is fundamental. Down yeah. 12 three, 13 minutes left. Down yep. nine points from inside the five. He passes on the field goal. First of all, third and three, he runs it right into the line. And then he, uh, and then there's like a pass in the middle and it gets broken up or almost caught or whatever. It was just the play selection was terrible. You have to make that 12-6. And then they end up scoring. They could have had the lead with six minutes left. I just I couldn't believe that. And then the timeouts, of course, are, are always a mystery with him. 24 teams are either 4-2, and 3-2, and 3-3, and three or 2-3. and three. 75% yeah. of the week. So that's exciting. Right. I looked at the Super Bowl odds, and this I think is the, the nobody is better than five to one. The Pats are somehow five to one. Who's betting on that? Who's watching this Patriots team and go, oh, five to one? I'm grabbing that. Chiefs seven to one. Steelers seven, uh, plus seven fifty. The Eagles, who have looked better than really anybody the last couple of weeks, are ten to one. And then if you go uh-huh. through like the only long shot ones that I thought were mildly intriguing were the Rams are twenty five to one. And the Packers are twenty-five to one. So if you figure, if they if they can right. somehow get to nine and seven or whatever, and, and sneak out either the NFC North or the second wild card or whatever, and Rodgers is back in time, who knows? Them as a six seed. Mm-hmm. I I worry about the uh, the whole collarbone thing. I've broken my collarbone. It doesn't feel right for. <laughs> I don't care how fast it heals. You ne- you never feel totally good about it. So I I don't it's know. It's weird to me because. He, he seems so happy in the commercials they're airing um, 10 seconds after his injury. And it's on his throwing side. So this is going to be worse than the one in 13 or whenever the last True. one he did it. But yeah, the Vikings, the Vikings are now favored at minus 180 to win the North. And like you said, <laughs> their quarterback and running back are out. They're still on top. Case Keenum is their quarterback. Yeah. They were also running the Eli Manning Odell Beckham Jr. Commercial. And I think J.J. Watt oh, yeah. had one, too. It's basically just all injured dudes. Yes. They may, they need to do like a – Fournette should have a commercial. Todd Gurley should have a commercial. <laughs> like a Kareem Hunt. They should get all the rookie running backs in here. Um, all right. right. Hey, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, very quick break to talk about uh, the NBA is back on TNT mm-hmm. after a blockbuster offseason. And we should mention that you and I did a podcast together with House that is Against All Odds special NBA season yeah. futures podcast. But uh, Tuesday night, October 17th, that's tomorrow night, Cleveland hosting Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. Their old uh, guy that helped them win the 2016 finals. That's at 7 p.m., 10.30 p.m. James Harden and Chris Paul lead the new look Houston Rockets to the Bay. 
to take on the defending champion Golden State Warriors that we both think I, it's controversial, but both of us think Golden State might win the title. That's what <laughs> we both have that. Uh, oh, and then Thursday night, there's more basketball. The New York Knicks are facing their old star Carmelo Anthony in the Big Three Thunder. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 10:30. You get to look at Lonzo Ball, his first game. Lakers playing the Clippers. NBA coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, October 17th, October 19th on TNT and the TNT app. Spoiler alert on the podcast you and I did. Our favorite yeah. bet, I think out of anything, was Kyrie Irving to win the scoring title at 20 to 1. By the time this podcast goes up, those odds might be 10 to 1. They're 12 to 1 right now. But yeah. uh, but there's been some action and on we that. Blame, I, I blame Tate. I blame Tate the Snake. He's the only one who heard us say that. And, uh, and it, we tipped him off. And I think he went and took 25, 30 grand to put it on Kyrie. And, Tate, and did you do Giannis that? Yeah, right. I don't even have that much money. Tate, Tate stole 25 grand. And then he, and then he, <laughs> from Jeff Chow. And then he put that up. Yeah, so those odds flipped. I, the one thing I've changed my mind on since we did that podcast, not to spoil the mm-hmm. fantastic hour long conversation yeah. we had, Steph Curry's MVP odds are 20 to 1. I am not allowed to wager on this because mm-hmm. I have a vote. But I think those are crazy odds because they're clearly going to have the best record in the league. And, you know, if if they're 15 wins ahead of everybody else and they go like 74 and 8 or something, and he has we, – we made the case for him in the podcast. But if he got, if he scores 28 a game, shoots 55% and 50% from three and 92% free throw shooting and his plus minus is plus 16, he's going to win the MVP. So I don't understand why he has the 10th best odds. Tate, you don't understand it either, right? Tate's confused. You talk about about splitting votes, though. Durant would have to get very, very few votes for that to happen. Isn't that true? Yeah, maybe. I I don't love the case for anybody else. We talked a lot about LeBron, too, as as just like his one last vengeance season. I think that's a pretty safe bet. There's been some Giannis momentum, but the odds aren't really that great for him. And then uh, mm-hmm. you go th- you go through, and it's speaking of MVP, by the way. Yeah. Um, Alex Smith now a prohibitive plus favorite, 160. plus one sixty. <laughs> Coming off like not These a great things, game. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, right. These things jump around so much. Like, what, what was it last week? Like, Rogers was even odds to win, right? And now he's obviously out of the picture. Picture, and your boy is three to one. And I think it's I think it's Brady again. I do. I think you have only have to go eleven and five, and uh, you know, a handful of these games come down to the last drive, and he's going to pull your team out from underneath. I think he's got it three to one. I'm I, booking I, that. I would urge everybody in Philadelphia to sit down and maybe hold the table or the desk or wherever you are, so you don't kill over. I think Wentz Uh-oh. at Wentz at eight to one is kind eight. of officially intriguing. <laughs> yeah. They what are a big favorite. Big things are expected of the Eagles. They're minus four hundred to win the NFC East. So, and they are fun to watch. I they, hate to say it. They have the fourth best Super Bowl odds of anybody. Mm-hmm. They have the best Super Bowl right. odds of anybody in the NFC. And like, what if they yeah. go? What if they go fourteen and two? What if he throws for forty two hundred yards? Like, I, I think he's in play. And then Deshaun Watson is ten to one now. And if he single-handedly brings Houston to, you know, a three seed with all the injuries they've had, and he just drags them to eleven and five or twelve and four or something, 
he could have the rarely seen MVP rookie of the year combo because he's a prohibitive favorite for that minus eight hundred. I he's not, the most fun player to watch right now. No, no question about it. Any, any, I, I like any any quarterback that likes to throw long, and these guys are going up and getting it fuller and hopping, yeah. and he uses his legs. So much fun to watch. The intriguing rookie of the year bet. And I was just surprised by the odds. I did a double take. Was Fournette at fifteen to one because that guy's fucking right. awesome. Yeah. Fifteen, yep. like he's going to get better as the year goes along, especially when it gets a little more cold weather. You know, November, December—that's really when the run game becomes more and more important. And uh, mm-hmm. man, when he got when he, it seemed like he got hurt for a split second yesterday in that Rams game, right? And mm-hmm. I was surprised by how bummed out I was. I don't know if you saw that, but it was. It really looked like he, yeah. he had like the non-contact ACL for a second. I was like, oh, no, not yeah. another one. But yeah. Yeah, I think he's okay. It looked okay like now. a hyperextension. It looked like a hyperextension. I think it's just an ankle injury. He says he's going to be back. But you're right. You talk about like numbers. First of all, he's about to break the rookie record for consecutive games with a touchdown. If he gets one more yeah. uh, this week. But, um, yeah, if he ends up with 19, 20 touchdowns, you're, you're going to love that 15-1 to odds right now. So Deshaun is minus 800. That's that's a real runaway odds for this early. It's weird. Fournette's one of those running backs that when you watch him, you go, wow. How, how do people tackle him? What, what, mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like a mistake if if he gets brought down by one dude. And he's got the wheels, too. He's really great. He's just, I'm not a huge college football fan, so I hadn't seen him you know, more than maybe five or six times in college. He's been everything that uh, he was advertised to be. Great pick. I, mean, I just felt I felt that he was done with LSU. Like, he, he seemed hurt. Tate, didn't he get hurt so much with LSU? He was just Tate's like, nodding. What, what, oh, he's not, not, he's not, it wasn't like a battler like he is now. He's just a brute force out there now. And, um, you know, and it, and, and like you said, the Jags should be a team where you could, you could stack the box. Like, Bortles is not going to hurt you. And um, the teams are doing that, and he's still uh, making them pay. It's weird. Yeah, the Rams... The Rams just went into yesterday and were like, Blake Bortles, you're going to have to beat us. We're going to play an eight in the box. Good luck. Uh-huh. And, of course, he was Blake Bortles and was awful. And I tweeted it right. was the same day as the Kaepernick collusion lawsuit. And, uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> if he ever needs more evidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at who played <laughs> yesterday. He played Kevin yeah. Hogan. Brian Horror got yanked. Um, who is right. who? There was two more terrible quarterbacks out there. Oh, the Green Bay backup. He, all these dudes, yeah, and it's like, yeah. really, no Kaepernick? Not a, right. not not. I I get it. Like in August, when people are afraid for the distractions and stuff, but now when you actually see the injuries and the different stuff, it's just kind of surprising. Hey, top five QBR. Not to mention, there, there, there were three. Real quick, there were three quarterbacks, and Tate and Lombardi mentioned on Jim Street that. Not good quarterbacks that won with like passing fewer than 150 yards. What was it like Goff? Yeah, and uh, and Cutler. Who was the third? Was it was it uh, Trubisky? Was he the third? Yeah, Trubisky was like under minus 120. Oh, the Chicago thing, them beating Baltimore on the road without running backs was kind of startling too. And then the one time they actually needed a wide receiver to, I mean. Not without running backs, without wide receivers. They have no receivers at all and, and a quarterback that they don't want to make mistakes. And then the one time they needed a receiver to make a play in overtime, he he was like third and whatever, and he 
broke out and threw this high pass and the guy jumped mm-hmm. up like 10 feet and grabbed it in traffic and it was like the biggest play of the game. Um, it's a great play. You know, you talk about not being able to cross teams off. I know Baltimore's three and three. That's the kind of team I want to cross off. Me too. I don't know what they would have to do to show me in the last in the next month or six weeks to to like, I don't even think they're a wild card team. A rookie quarterback hadn't won in Baltimore in nine games. You have to you have to wave a smack down there. You have to win that right away. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm amazed that I didn't have Baltimore in a tease yesterday because it would have fit in with everything else that was going on. But there's something about mm-hmm. their offense that just makes them pretty much unteasable. Um hey yeah. you know captain the captain from Captain yeah. Morgan you remember him right our old friend right. He won't re- he won't rest until he's brought his adventurous spirit and delicious rum to every corner of America. Variety, the spice of life. That's why Captain Morgan has spiced up life quite a bit. They've developed a collection of rum, each with their own distinctive flavor and personality. The captain loves anyone who learns to mix like a captain. Every week, Sal and I pick our captain of the week. Sal, why don't you go first this week? All right, I'll go first. And this might seem a little cliche, but... Uh... My captain of the week is Adrian Peterson. Mm. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know who Adrian Peterson is, he was uh, on his way to being one of the top ten running backs of all time. I think he still is. Got in trouble with the law, trouble with his team, big injury, looking like it was over. The, the Vikings wanted nothing to do with him. They trade him to the Saints. whose offense changes every two weeks. You don't know what to expect. They have like three running backs. He's now sent to Arizona, and it was looking like – I think uh, Lombardi said like an Emmett Smith kind of thing. You put an old running back behind an old offensive line just for one last shot at glory. And uh, maybe this is it. Maybe he is going to average 2.8 yards a carry, but 26 for 134, two touchdowns, 27 receiving yards. That was big. I think he's back. He's back this week at least. And that's why he gets to wear my captain's hat. Congratulations, Adrian Pearson. Wow. That was emotional. Yeah. Why not? You know, I was, I was driving home last night listening to one of those NFL radio shows and uh, they played a soundbite from Peterson about how his son (laughs) plays flag football and his son had had six flag football touchdowns and was making fun of him about how he didn't have a touchdown yet. And he's like, so now I got one. I got I got like five more to catch up. And the announcers were just kind of, they played the clip and they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's great to see him back. And I'm thinking like, uh oh, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, his son. Like it was, I was so scared the whole time. I don't know. I haven't gotten over that one. So it just as a parent, I've not gotten over that. Making, making fun of dad, maybe not the best idea. Yeah, don't, don't. I, the whole. I just couldn't believe the whole. I don't know. It's it still felt a little too soon to me. Well, um, he gets to wear the captain's hat. He could rub it into his son. He's got a captain's hat. The little boy does. There you go. My captain this week is uh, Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid. You know, it's such a topsy-turvy year, and I don't know what to believe in anymore. I don't know who to trust. I don't know what teams to gamble on. My beloved Uh Brady Belichick dynasty seems like it's teetering toward the end here as we don't really have enough good players to field a Super Bowl team. Tom Brady, Uh 40 years old. Gronk, every time he gets hit, I have a heart attack. I don't know what to believe in anymore, Sal. And as part of that, the Chiefs being undefeated and having a coach that was pulling all the right strings and game management and staying two steps ahead of everybody, it, it was really hard for me to accept. 
it was just, it, it went against everything I had learned over the last 20 plus years with Andy. And then, uh, right. and then yesterday happens and, and Andy <laughs> proved that I would, that he was one of the few things we can still rely on every once in a while as a favorite <laughs> at home, Andy Reed is going to do some weird stuff and is going to help cost his team the game. And it really made me feel happy. Andy, you're my captain. You're my guy. <laughs> I love oh, it, man. Nice. It really makes me happy to see you being you again. Thank you. Anyway, that's it. Our captains of the week. <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to be sarcastic in these. All right, we can have more fun with this. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. I, I really, I was so happy that he that he mismanaged things again. When he called the timeout with 205 left, I was like, oh, Andy, you're so adorable. You're right. my dude, well, man. How about this? Beat, beat the Steelers once in a while. Right, yeah. like you, you know, now you're now you're in a spot. The Chiefs are where, you know, they have to be in this spot anyway. But you can't play both the Patriots and the Steelers. You have to get you have to get that by now because you're going to lose to one of those two teams, and you're going to lose to the Steelers if you play them. You, you just can't step up. I mean, how many times do we have to see the Steelers beat the Chiefs when they're not as good? Well, good speaking job, of, speaking of the Chiefs, Thursday night, <laughs> week seven. Who do we think wins the uh, Colts? Tennessee tonight. I kind of have a feeling T.Y. It's one of those T.Y. Hilton gets 210 receiving yards type of games. And the Colts win. Yeah. Nobody can understand how they're 3-3. Three three. Yeah, maybe. I like Tennessee in a close one. I like Tennessee in a okay. close one. Luck comes back. The Colts... But I've been terrible, by the way. I Should we talk about the bet that I lost in the middle of the game yesterday? What was that? Well... You know, Al Michaels does his thing. He tells his – that wasn't even a joke. He makes an off-handed remark about uh, Harvey Weinstein. And, uh, and you, you, you point out that everything's like – now he's, he's, he's trending. Al Michaels is trending. I'm like, oh, this is not a big deal. You're like, oh, it is going to be a big we deal. Text, like, we started arguing. Apologize. Yeah, we started right. arguing about it on text. Yeah. I was like, he's got – he has to apologize. This was terrible. He's got, he, he has to step in front of this because he's going to get annihilated. Right. So we bet, and I was like, he's not going to apologize. This is one of those dumb things. This is a dumb time we live in. It's going to go past him. He's an older man. They'll let it go, and that'll be that. And you're like, no, he's definitely apologizing. I'm like, all right, I will bet you a stupid amount of money to bet on something like this uh, that <laughs> that he doesn't apologize in the next 24 hours. Yeah. And, uh, and what happened? There was a commercial break. <laughs> And he came back and he apologized. I lost that bet in like a, a minute. I've lost horse races that have lasted longer than that, that stupid bet. Oh, he was and, definitely uh, going to so apologize. That was ridiculous. He never should have said that. I mean, <laughs> I love Al Michaels. There were a couple problems with it. One was that he made the joke. Second was that he was clearly sitting on it. It was like he had it. It was almost like a stand-up comic on a, on a late night show. Like he had the zinger he was ready to throw out. And it right. just was so awkward, and it, it it you can't even say too soon. It was whatever is five times bigger than too soon, and uh, <laughs> and he and he's just immediately trending on Twitter, and people are like, "Whoa!" And but the other thing is, James yeah. Corden just got in trouble for this on Friday night. You know, it's right, but those were real jokes. Those are real like groaner jokes. Like this yeah. is just, uh, hey, here's who had a bad week. Oh, Osama bin Laden. Oh, he had a bad week, and the and the Chiefs had a bad week. I don't know, but whatever. I leave a guy alone for crying out. I, I, look, ESPN will probably fire me for saying this, but <laughs> oh wait a minute, no, <laughs> just leave him alone. <laughs> I do feel like 
I, I'm not obviously we can't condone remarks like that, no. but he is like 73, and it does seem like when anybody over 70, we should at yeah. least like remember that when we're talking about whoever. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you said right. that. It's like people, we all have people, uncles, parents that are over 70 years mm-hmm. old. And just yeah. think about how how you are when you're with them on Thanksgiving. They're going right. to say something. You'll be like, oh, no, 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 Uncle so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, so I just would urge people to remember that. Al Michaels is not young. That's it. Don Rickles and Joan Rivers are gone, and that's it. They said that would not let anyone else in. That's it. <laughs> no old person exemption anymore. Uh, oh, well. Thursday night. Yeah. Chiefs at yeah. Oakland. Jack Del Rio mm-hmm. looming now as yeah, a next coach fired dark horse. First coach. Yeah. First coach fired. Let's go over those real quick. Hugh Jackson minus 200 McAdoo now in second place. He's the McAdoo gets the break three to one and Gase is third at 15 to one and uh Pagano, not even in the conversation, but yeah, he might be right about Del Rio. Was there, was Del, Del Rio has got to be like 25, 30 to one. Let me see. I didn't even uh, that look for his name. Del- that team looks like it checked out. He's 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Tate. Mm. Tate, you should get more money that you steal more money and bet on Jack Del Rio. <laughs> 50 to 1. That team has. That, I, I have not watched a Raiders game all season where I felt like they looked completely engaged. And uh, and yeah, fired up to be out there and locked in and well coached. They're they're a mess. So anyway, uh, they look. They have a sleepy offense, much like the much like Tampa Bay, where you just scratch your head for three hours. Like, why is this offense scoring thirty five points? But yeah, it just looks so such a sleepy lethargic offense. Would yeah, you, Tam- you for this? Tampa Bay and Oakland are the two teams so far this year that I just watch and I go, "What? You guys have talent. What are you doing? You look like you haven't practiced." Mm-hmm. Tampa's. Right. What a miss! I I I I was right on the Rams and I was dead wrong on Tampa. I have yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs favored by three and a half in Oakland. I had that exact number. It's three, and they are uh, sucking us in again, right? I, I, if the Raiders don't show up for this game, there's serious issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They can't run the ball. And they don't really have an explosive receiver. Like the only guy they have who's kind of scary is Cordero Patterson, who scored the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter, who I always forget is on the Raiders. And then once or twice a game, they'll run a reverse or some sort of stupid play for him. It's a Cordero Patterson. Whoa. But uh, they're just not explosive. Well, you know, Crabtree's gotten better. I think he's like taking over as their top guy. He kind of finds a way to snip the end zone. But – Cooper is the big disappointment on this team, and and they can't get a running game going. So yeah, I don't know where that leaves them. Sunday marquee game for the first time this season, leaving it blank. No marquee games on Sunday. The good game is Sunday night. Good there for you. No Sunday afternoon game <laughs> that I would recommend staying home for. And by the way, America, I don't think there's ever been a better weekend to go pumpkin patch. Uh, hunting or take your kids to a Halloween festival or take your girlfriend out to go look <laughs> at foliage. If you're looking for one of those weekends, this is it right here this weekend, Sunday. Early games suck, late games suck. Go out, spend some time with your family. I'm with you. Is that, is that what they call it? Pumpkin patch hunting? Pumpkin patch hunting? Yeah. 
I think you just have to. You don't need to bring a gun. I think they just get them fifteen bucks. You know? No, we got the biggest one they have. That's the plot of the Purge Four. You, they go pumpkin patch hunting and things go rug. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, no, I'm with you. The night games are all good uh, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, but otherwise not not a ton to look forward to. Good, good idea. I think passing on the marquee. Yeah, if you have a wife with two young kids, and the wife is just begrudgingly mm-hmm. accepted that every week. Every Sunday, you're going to watch football. This is the week to just surprise you and be like, hey, honey, I think it's time I think it's time we spend a Sunday together. What do you want to do? Just play right. it that way. It's really smart. Yeah. Plus, I think we need a cleansing after yesterday. I think we could all use a little bit of a pumpkin spice cleansing. Yeah, if, if, you, you, were, if you were here, you're in Brooklyn, obviously, for mm-hmm. the week of Jimmy shows. Great guest, by the way. Letterman's yeah. on, Stern's on. Who else is on? Amy Schumer tonight, if you listen to this Monday, um, we got a lot going on. Billy Joel Thursday, wow. Woody Harrelson Friday, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you were here, because we've mm-hmm. gotten murdered this whole NFL season, I would say we yeah. should go get a colonic and go video it. <laughs> like we actually, it's, cool, it's cool. there's no exorcism, but I think a colonic is a body exorcism basically, and maybe we both yeah. did one. That's good. Well, I could probably find a place out here. We could FaceTime our colonics together. It's <laughs> anyone whatever. We were going to house party. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if, if it would be better or worse than last week to have a giant tube rimmed up my ass and then water blown up there until all my intestines are emptied. But it would feel roughly the same as that Broncos-Giants game. All right, yeah. speaking of poop. Yeah, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Speaking of poop, the poop vector. I have two. Number one, the Browns at home. They're a mortal lock every week for the Poop Fecta. They're hosting uh, the Titans of Tennessee. And I assume Mariota will be back by then. Mariota. 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 Well, he's playing tonight, I think, right? I think if he, if he goes on the field and feels good, I think he says he's going to play. I, I was factoring so in. No, I was factoring in the injury that he hasn't had yet tonight. Oh, I, I was see. factoring I in like his pulled calf or whatever happens to him tonight. I have the Titans right. favored by five and a half in Cleveland. Uh, where is this? I have, yeah, that's what I had too. It's six and a half. It's a little higher. I think Vegas is getting a little wiser. I think now that I see over the last last full season and this year they're one in five, 17, four and one if you bet against the Browns. That's 80%. I don't know why we're analyzing this, why we're taking anyone else. Yeah. We, we, we why we're driving three miles to pick up uh, PF Changs when you can go on any one of a hundred apps and for two dollars extra they'll bring it to your house. Why are we looking so far into this? Let's just take the Browns. The record is atrocious. If you lose one week, you win the next two. You know why? Go against the Browns. In week one, they were home against the Steelers and they covered yeah. but lost, well, and that threw us off the scent. Yep, it's one of many right. terrible things that well, happened to us this year. Yes, we'll get back on the scent with them. What's the other poop factor game? That's a good one. Indianapolis is also home. They're playing Blake mm-hmm. Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I assume Andrew Luck won't be back for this. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have the Jaguars favored by two and a half. Uh, we split this. The actual number is three, and I said three and a half. Um, but I don't know. What do you trust? Bortles or Brissett? This is a, this is tough. It seems easy, but well, stay I, away, right? I think Brissett's better than Bortles. Bortles Probably. is 
Bortles is really bad. And what's annoying about him is the cheap yardage he gets at the end of the game to make his stats look better, which has been a running joke for anyone who watches football for the last three years. But even did it yesterday. They're down 10. The game's over. And he got, he got another like 50 yards before something bad happened. Hey, uh, quick break. Talk about Gillette. The tip of a Gillette razor blade is measured on an atomic scale. Their blade edges are thinner than a single brain cell. That precision, the work of many, many brain cells. Brain cells that Sal and I needed yesterday when we were losing money. Hundreds of members of Gillette's research and development team have spent over 4,700 years combined working to make your shave closer and more comfortable. And while over 1,000 craftsmen and women in Boston are busy making your blades, another team putting your blades through more than 60 extremely strict and precise quality checks. Fail one of those tests. It does not leave the factory. The hardworking people at Gillette never stop working to make your blades better. Now that includes the price tag. Get Gillette blades at their lowest prices in years. See for yourself at GilletteOnDemand.com. Sal, what is Gillette again? It's it's pretty good. You know, you know what? It's the, I'm going to go and say it's the best a man can get. You're exactly right. Pricing applies to select products is at the sole discretion of the retailer. Okay. We have a bunch of uh, apple picker pa- pumpkin patch games this week. Six. Can I just, before we go on, and we were just talking about the Jags and everything, you pulled off a blockbuster trade in fantasy. I know no one likes to hear about anyone else's fantasy league, but this must have taken hours to get. You want to set it up? You want to tell people what went down, who you gave up, and well, who you got? I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of this. The Rams have become my football mistress. I love the mm-hmm. Patriots. We've been in a great marriage my whole life. But the Rams and I have spent a couple couple weekends in a hotel room, like frolicking and drinking okay. champagne and kind of sneaking around. And I realized yesterday I didn't even have money on the Rams, and I was watching the game like like I had money on them. So I, I think I like the Rams is my point. But uh, our crazy friend Brad had Cooper Cup, who I've enjoyed, who I felt was a little undervalued because he's had some almost touchdowns and things called back, and they throw to him way more than his stats. So I dangled Alan Hearns of the Jaguars. And 57 emails later, it fi- it finally happened. And uh, Hearns had 37 yards and Cup had 35. But all I know is I have Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup now on the explosive Rams office <laughs> offense that threw for 110 yards last week. That is the most nothing trade I've ever heard of that. <laughs> Cooper Cup for Alan Hearns. Yeah. And you guys were... You- you were playing against each other. Not only were the teams playing each other, the Rams and the, and the Jacks, but the you were playing Brad, and that's also like a no-no to trade with someone you're playing that week. But right. that is spectacular. 57, I, 57 emails. I was so unafraid of Alan Hearns coming back to haunt me that I traded him to a team that I was playing against. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Brad, we should mention Brad's strategy. He spent all of his free agent auction money on Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and Antonio yeah. Brown and tried to get by with Roethlisberger, quarterback, and then Odell got hurt. He's out for the year and right. really has a chance to have one of the worst fantasy teams of all time. But he did pick up Adrian Peterson. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He did. But that was, I, I think, like when, when our wives eventually leave us, uh, like that, that's that's exhibit A for your wife. Like a hey, uh, the Hearns he made this trade. Hearns Cup trade. It took, um, Hearns, Hearns for Cooper Cup, and it took fifty-seven <laughs> emails, and this, which could, took two hours out of time. He could have spent doing anything really, anything in the world would have been better. 
I love it. I lied. It wasn't 57 emails. It was like 53. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm looking better. <laughs> I have six apple pickers. All right. I also, I just like making trades. I'm that guy in the league that just wants to make trades. I'm always available to make a trade. I'm always available to discuss a trade. I'm willing to do a three-team trade, blockbuster. I'm just there. It's like I hate fantasy football. Trades are the only fun part of it. You're right. You're right. Apple Cooper pickers. Cup, though, untouchable. You're not letting him go. Well, I, I think he's going to have a big week. I like Cooper Cup. <laughs> Bills at home for the uh, the struggling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Bills favored by three and a half points. What do you have? I have it by three, and it is three right now. You know what's weird about this? First of all, it's weird that they they have a line on this because you know they wait all week. They wait till Friday to put a line on the Vikings game when you didn't know if it was Bradford or Case Keenum. Like it made a difference. But now that it could be Fitzpatrick over Winston, they have a line out on this Monday morning. Does that seem weird to you? I well, they said Jameis is playing. Oh, he's definitely playing. Okay. All right. All right the, I got bad intel there. I didn't know if he was definitely playing. The good news is that Jameis threw everybody off the scent with his uh, with his uh, engaging hard knocks performance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know that the, was it? He the, seemed like a team player and that screwed everyone up. You know the Cardinals are three and three? I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we got rid of the Cardinals. <laughs> They're just hanging around. They have this. They have the 2008 All Star All Pro team of Palmer, Peterson, and Fitzgerald. They're going to hang around, and the 80 year old Bruce Arians yeah. is the coach. They should bring yeah. back uh, yeah, Honey Bear in the secondary. Yeah, it's it's too much. I, I, honey I, I, Bear. I guess he that division, but we're, we're going to get it wrong. Who's Honey Bear? <laughs> honey Honey What's Badger. Honey, what, honey Badger. Yeah, they got Honey Bear too. He was a. Uh, and Beretta, 40-year-old that, 40-year-old sitcom. Chicago is hosting the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I have the Panthers favored by three and a half. You get that exactly. I had three. I didn't want to take a, a chance on the hook, but uh, it is three and a half. That's a tough. This is Tate's. Uh, this is this is what does Tate do for this game? He's not going apple picking. It's his quarterback versus his team. Well, Tate Trubisky versus the Panthers. Tate was on the Luke Kuechly tightrope all season. He knew that they. Yeah. Tate knew that they were a Super Bowl contender potentially if he stayed healthy. And the moment mm-hmm. he got hurt, the team changes, and I think that's what we're seeing. Right. You know, and and right now they're saying he maybe didn't have a concussion, and it's like, come on. The dude's probably had 50, yeah. and if we had that CTA test that, you know, that at some point you're going to be living human beings are going to take, I just think we, we'd we feel so much better about, like, yeah, here's this test. You shouldn't play football anymore, but nobody really knows, and nobody knows what the lines are. I, I just don't think he should play anymore, but what do I know? Well— I mean, there's a three strikes rule in California, and it's very controversial, and it probably should be. But maybe there should be a three strikes rule in, in the NFL with three concussions. Like that, that should be enough. I mean, how much? Uh, three, how much do we need to see? Three seems like enough, but not counting the yeah. who knows Pop Warner High School, college. Like who knows how oh, many yeah. of these guys have had? Yeah, tons. Wow, now I'm bummed out. Uh, Green Bay at home. <laughs> For the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Saints who lost to Minnesota in week one, 
and then mm-hmm. played the Patriots and the Pats almost put up like 50 on them. And everybody's like, oh, the Saints suck this year. And now the Saints are look a little rejuvenated. Their fantasy defense was on fire yesterday. And this was one of the games you would look at if you looked at the Saints schedule and you would say, oh, they'll lose in Lambeau. Drew Brees outdoors, right. Aaron Rodgers, cross this one off. And they catch a break. Mm-hmm. No Aaron Rodgers. I have the Packers favored right. by two and a half, and I'm probably wrong. Wow. Wow, are you wrong? I had the Packers by one and a half. It opened at Saints by four and a half, and it's Saints by six now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kind of like the Packers. That's an enormous number on the road. I kind of like the Packers. That is so high. But you know what? Before yesterday's craziness against the, the Lions, the, the Saints hadn't turned the ball over all year, and they hadn't given up like a touchdown pass in like two games. So... I don't know if you throw yesterday's game out, but I think they could be better than we think, the Saints. I'm with you. I They could throw the ball. Their defense isn't awful. And, uh, you know, breeze. But yeah, I'm trying to think, what would that line have been if Aaron Rodgers was playing? Packers by six? Yeah, so that's a 12-point swing. Wow. I always thought it was like for the best, best, best players – Assuming they didn't have a backup, mm-hmm. I always thought it was like eight to ten points was the swing. The twelve seems right outrageous. That's got to come down a little bit. That's got to come down. Well, I, I mean, listen. it's a bad offensive line, and Aaron Rodgers makes the offensive line look better. He's able to move and stuff, and you know, ironically, now he's out for maybe the season because the offensive line didn't do their job. But Hundley, I don't know, is going to be able to make things happen with his feet. This is a tough system to learn. Even Matt Flynn, who everybody loved, was like one and three. That one year, he had a step up. Saints on grass. Saints as a prohibitive uh-huh. road favorite during a season where the underdogs are 18 games over 500. I don't know. I would urge right. everyone to be careful with this one. Dolphins at home against the Jets of New York. The Dolphins have not scored uh-huh. 20 points. Is it right? They haven't scored more than 20 points yet? I don't think so. I think you're right. I don't know what Jay Cutler has to do to lose his job, but uh, I think it happened at least three weeks ago. <laughs> Dolphins, I have by three and a half. Uh, I think we're going to split this. It was three and a half. It went to three, and I had four. Oh, no, you. Uh, why can't I do math? No, you get it. You got it. You're still closer. It's uh, now it's down to three. I'd like to give a shout out to, uh, to the Ringer's own Michael Lombardi. One of our favorite fifty one of our fifty favorite Italians. Before the year he told me to take Rex Burkhardt, Rex Burkhead, and Austin Safarian Jenkins were the two right. fantasy sleepers he had. Burkhead got hurt, so who knows if he was right or wrong mm-hmm. in that one. But Safarian Jenkins, I went on DraftKings. I made my my weekly DraftKings lineup yesterday. And Safarian right. Jenkins was the fourth highest tight end for salary. Wow. How about that? He's, and, wow. And as my dad, I called my dad yesterday and I'm like, because talk about the Pats game. He's like, that tight end was unbelievable. Who was that right. guy? Yeah. Sleeper. Safarian Jenkins. I kind of like the Jets. Really hard to cover. And uh, yeah, I think he got screwed. I don't know what I, you know, I could, how many times do you watch a play before you're like, All right, I don't have to be one of these guys that watches a play 15 times. I've seen it three times now. I saw the ball come loose. I saw what I thought I, I saw to be him recovering his own little, you know, bobble and then falling in the end zone. Did you see anything different? 
I think replay is starting. We're 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 crossing an invisible line with replay. The Cubs Nationals game was crazy to me. I think hey, it's just sport, yeah. now we're now we're going to like one one hundredth of a second to you know see if somebody uh-huh. blinked or not. It's just stupid. I don't, I don't yeah. like it. And it, and if we're gonna have it, then go the whole way and have the strike zone be instant replay and just go just go all the way in. You know how, sure. how many pitches have we seen in the playoffs? Where that you know it's seven inches outside the plate and it's been a strike three. The Red Sox got screwed in one of those things, but it happens almost every game. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me. We I can review some stuff, and not I think other the umpires stuff. Are, I think they're distracted. The umpires are by, by that box in front of the plate. Yeah, right? or is that just something we could see, or is that <laughs> it's a giant box with the pitches go either go in the corner or not? No, I, they have to do something. It's it's, it's too much, and yeah. I don't, I don't know how they overturn that. There's stuff that I think should be overturned and never gets overturned, and there's something like that that uh, they could have said was a touchdown easily. I looked up Justin Turner's baseballreference.com page yesterday, just trying to figure mm-hmm. out how the fuck he became the the uh, Jeff Ken of our generation. And, uh, well, the Mets let him go. That's why. Yeah, Yeah, but not, it, it's even crazier than that. First of all, he's 32. Second... He he basically bounced around the first couple of years of his career, and then just got let go by the Mets. But every year he's gotten yeah. better. And right. that dude, you know, I've watched some Dodgers this year because they're one of the teams that's on. I like watching baseball. That dude's amazing. He's. I always feel like he he's really going to get a hit in a big moment. I don't understand how he just belatedly blooms mm-hmm. in those. You know, a kick-ass dude like that. I was on the phone. You'll love this, my friend Hershey, who I think you've met. Yeah. The the. Uh, Huge, 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 crazy Dodgers fan. And mm-hmm. I called him on Saturday and we're just talking because we hadn't talked about the NBA season coming up. And I'm like, wow, tough blow with Seeger. It happened like 15 minutes before. He's like, what are you talking about? And I, and I was like, Seeger, he's out for the for round two. And he's like, stop it. I'm like, no, it's just, a, it was on Twitter. He's out for round two. He's like, hold on. And he goes, he looks and... <laughs> And then it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I gotta, um, I, I, I gotta go for, I gotta go for a walk. And he just, and he hung up on me. I've never, it was, it was the most bummed out I've ever heard anybody over age 35 about sports. I, I felt bad. I felt like I, I blindsided him. But this Dodgers thing, man, it's been three decades. These Dodger fans want it. I think Dodgers and Mets are like oh, yeah. the secret. Have circled back around yeah. to becoming tortured fan bases again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree? This, this bullpen might be unhittable. This could be this could be the Dodgers' year, but you know, as long as the Yankees, we're in Brooklyn and the Yankees are still alive, and it's uh, even though they're down two zero, it's uh, it's unbearable already. Oh, the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how, how can it be unbearable? They're going to get swept. Uh, you know, they're the most. Uh, they don't care. They could they could be down. Three games to nothing, seventeen to one in the ninth inning, and they'll still have all the bravado in the world. Yeah, Aaron Judge, just wait, he's gonna get hot. He's only had seventeen yeah. strikeouts in his last twenty at bats. Uh, I love to see him get benched for Game Four. This just happens again. They got to bench him, right? How about batting him? Why don't you bat him eight, eighth? Yeah, it's true. Put him at the bottom of the order. Why do you have him second? He's striking out eighty percent of the time. Vikings okay. at home. For the Ravens, I don't. 
I can't make a lot of predictions for this weekend. One of my predictions is that I'm not going to watch a second of this game. I have the <laughs> Vikings by four and a half. I really don't want to see one minute of it. What do you have? I get this one. I said six. I went a little high. It's five and a half. And uh, I'm with you. I just feel like I'm going to be aggravated no matter what I, whatever, no matter what the outcome in this game. It, it, they're kind of mirror image teams to some degree. Mm-hmm. And both of yeah, them they are, really are. I'm, they're, they're both excruciating to watch. Then finally, your beloved Dallas Cowboys flying mm-hmm. to San Francisco. New quarterback, yeah. C.J. Beathard. Is that, mm-hmm. What's the history of, of uh, quarterbacks with acronym first names? Not good. Not good, right? A.J. Feely. A.J. Feely. Uh, uh, has there been a B.J.? DJ. Uh, uh, hey, if anyone knows that anyone has an acronym quarterback <laughs> who's turned out, email it to us at the mailbag at the ringer.com. I'm pretty sure AJ McCarron. Yeah, that's a good one. PJ. Um, J. Has there been a JR? PJR DeLome? No, I don't know. Does we should have thought this through. Does it bother you that JJ Watts' brother is TJ? Kind of secretly bothers me. I think it bothers him. <laughs> yeah. JJ TJ. This is another trap game, though. <laughs> yeah. In there. Yeah, be careful of this game, Sal. Okay. <laughs> be careful. I want you to I be know. careful. Well, we know it's going to be close, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, the clapper anointed him. I don't know if he's got what it takes to stop Bethard with this defense, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of wish, like... Uh, I wish Zeke would, you could plea bargain in, in football, but you can't do it. I wish he could say, all right, I'll take four games. I'll take them right now because this team's not going to be better than nine and seven. And that's a, that might be a pipe dream too. So he's definitely 1,000% not playing. No, I don't know that. They say that? I thought he was suspended for this game. Suspended, Tate? Seems like he's suspended. Wow. Oh, no. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> you just did the Hershey. Um, Cowboys minus. It, it just seems too high. It should be minus three or minus three and a half. I think you're getting two extra free points. Not that I would advocate betting on the Niners, but uh, right. Quick break. Talk what, about blue. Wait, what did you say for the? What did you? What did you say this line was? I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. I said five. Oh, okay. All right. I said six, and it was six. Okay. Quick break to talk about Bluehost, the top-rated website provider powering over 2 million websites. For bloggers or small business owners, Bluehost has everything you need to build, host, and manage the personal or small business website. You've always wanted to design your website your way without being limited by templates. Simple enough for beginners, powerful enough for even the most advanced users, fully customized templates, third-party app supported, 99.9% uptime guarantee and maximum security, including malware monitoring and protection and automatic secure WordPress installs. Not to mention Bluehost 24-7 tech support, online resources, expert services. No wonder it's been the top recommended WordPress host on WordPress.org since 2005. They make hosting your website stress-free so you can get back to what matters the most, losing at gambling like me and Sal every week. And now our listeners uh-huh. save 50% when you sign up at Bluehost.com slash Bill Simmons. Again, Bluehost.com. Slash Bill Simmons. All right, four watchable games this week. Seahawks at the Giants. For some reason, this feels watchable to me. I, I, I wow. Yeah, I just. 
I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not, I'm not that excited about it, but I think it's worth mentioning. There is some Odell Beckham Ewing theory. Just a little. There's a touch. There's a hint of it. There's a whiff. There's a whiff of Odell Ewing theory with this. He goes out, season's over. They go, they win the next game. Media hyped superstar. Um, people think his impact might be bigger than it actually is. They've never won anything with Odell. They they won a Super Bowl. He wasn't on the team yet. Um, not a huge ton of success with him. And um, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I just know he fits the profile. He fits the Ewing theory profile. And I could totally see the Giants winning this game and and moving up to two and five and lingering for the wild card and us having to uncross them <laughs> off next week. I have the Seahawks favored by three. I had four and a half, and this is another one that's six. Oh. So I get this one. Six. Yeah. Look, I think I think last night. Well, first of all, I think I can't explain last night. But if I were to try, I would say it was the perfect storm of Trevor Simeon being the Trevor Simeon we hate to see. Yeah. Uh, the the defense not showing up and and Eli Manning's feelings being hurt by everything that was said over the past week. And I think and and the defense played really well. The Giants' defense actually played really well. Jenkins is, is a top one or like might be top three, but. And uh, and that's why we saw a lopsided score. That said, I think this team still sucks. I, I the only it. reason Seattle needs to win. The only reason I thought the line would be lower is because of the defense. And it, there's uh-huh. a, there's a recipe where this is a thirteen and ten game, and the defense and the crowd keeps it close and all that stuff. Next one, right? Pittsburgh home for Cincinnati. It just feels like. At the very least, we know Vontae's perfect is going to get kicked out of this game. I don't know if the game will have been decided when it happens, but anytime these two play, anytime these two teams play, something bad happens. I have the Steelers by six. I kind of like the Bengals. What do you think? Well, I, I guess I'm on the other end because I had the Steelers by nine. I thought this was going to be the one big one, but you're right. It's exactly six. You know why? We won't even think of putting in the teaser, but God, Cincinnati's been so bad except for when they play the Browns. Yeah, but you can make a case since he started out slow and now they've kind of righted the ship a tiny bit. Yeah. There's but there was I read a couple articles about them last week where they were just like, Yeah, we just had two shitty weeks to start the season, but we feel like we kinda we have our sea legs now. I don't know if I believe them, but um these You're would, worried Marvin Lewis has uh, two weeks to prepare for this. Any anytime yeah. Marvin Lewis is two yeah. weeks. To prepare a, a souffle, even he couldn't do. It. You know, you don't want to give Marvin two weeks. I I like Steelers <laughs> Bengals games are usually close. You know, for the yeah, most I part, that's too. a reliably close are. game. I thought I thought they were, and because then I was so mad, I was whiffed on this spread, and I looked like Pittsburgh's twelve and three against Cincinnati this oh, decade. But I guess the games, are, I guess the games are close, though. I guess they are pretty close. You can't make this rivalry higher than six or seven. So that's right. I recant my statement, then, if they're twelve and three. I, I, I was just throwing it out there. You know, it was like I, I was in first take mode. Yeah. Chargers, Broncos. Chargers. Home. Chargers. Kind of. Winners. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. There's going to be a lot of Denver games. The Chargers are better off not being home, but they're home for this. And I have them favored by three. Yeah, you're going to get this. I was way off on this. I said, I said Denver by four. And, uh, well, I probably should have changed it after last night's game, but Chargers are favored by one, so it's pretty much a pick 'em right now. We think Brock Osweiler, or we think Trevor Simeon. 
Oh, man. They better do what they can to get Simeon in there, even throwing left-handed. That, that, that's a rough That's a rough transition, as bad as Simeon was yesterday. Last one. It was funny when Brock came in yesterday, though. I did enjoy it. It was, it was By like, the way, our publicist... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was good. But but our publicist and uh, the Chargers publicist, Lewis K, is buying Chargers fans uh, Chargers blankets for everyone in the stadium because he needs a good turnout from the Chargers from the, the home team. He was upset Slankets. with us. Yeah, you know, blanket. Yeah, he was upset last week that his name was. He did the Marlo Stanfield. <laughs> I know he was. My name's on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> my name is my name. Last one. My mistress. The Rams, home for the Cardinals. Wow, two L.A. football games next weekend. Maybe if there's ever a weekend well, for us to go to L.A. football, this is, I think, the weekend, So, No, because you know what? You're going to have to travel a lot further than L.A. This one's at Twickenham Stadium in, uh, in England. Oh, it is? I was wondering. I was like, wow, the Rams have an early game on the West Coast. That's crazy. But it, it, it threw me off because it's not a 9.30 a.m. Eastern game. It's a... 1 p.m. Eastern. So that means that's a night game, right, in England? Yeah. 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 Okay. I hope that changes anything. It, it certainly didn't change anything for uh, for my pick. I had the Rams by three and a half. Yeah, we both get that. We both said three and a half, and that's what it is. So, yeah. The Ram- Ham's going to be rocking. The two L.A. football teams, whether they're in L.A. or London, it doesn't affect how, how I was going to get the line. All right. <laughs> Sunday night, this looked like one of the games of the year before the season, and now it does not. The Patriots are home at Gillette Stadium. Gillette, the best a man can get, playing uh, mm-hmm. playing the Atlanta Falcons, who are three and two, and could easily be like one and four, and have not looked right. impressive at all. And there's very Super Bowl hangovery. I don't like any of it. But I don't like anything from what I see from the Pats either. I have the Pats favored by four. I don't feel great about it. Well, you should feel good about your pick. It's three and a half. I went too high. I said six. I don't know. I just always like the Patriots giving more than four at home. But you think it's that close? Like even with Atlanta losing last week, that it should be that low, huh? I've been trying to say this for a couple weeks, and people keep thinking I'm trying to reverse jinx the Pats. I don't know what else America needs to see. This is not a good Patriots team. The Brady Belichick mm-hmm. infrastructure is in place, and Brandon Cooks is really good, and Gronk, when he can stay in the field, is really good, and Chris Hogan's yeah. pretty good. And other than that, the secondary should be better than it is. It has not been that good. It's just not a very good team. They don't have a lot of talent. It's one of those years. They uh, We went from thinking this was a 16-0 and candidate to feeling like this is probably a 10-6 and or an 11-5 candidate. But the Brady Belichick infrastructure. Boy, three, three home losses, three home losses by week seven will be spectacular. I, I, I just don't see it. Josh McCown, did you see all the open receivers the Jets had yesterday, and how many like third and longs yeah. they were able to complete? Like this is, it's a problem. It's not an accident. It's not like the Pats. It's not like they were like, oh, we, we the Jets took us by surprise. It took us a while to wake up. It's like no, we have a bad defense, and Josh right. McCown can right. throw for three hundred fifty yards on it. It's not good. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, he had 375, including uh, his rushing yards. That was a weird thing, like the Patriots. They do seem to play tough on first and second down. And then the, the, you're right, the third and long conversions is what's, what's different from this year and last year. Um, it well, shouldn't happen as much. Yeah, they have no pass rush, and none of their linebackers can cover in coverage. But other than that, it's fine. The uh, 
Monday night, it's probably the best football game of the week. Philadelphia is at home for Washington. Make a case these are two of the best five or six teams in the league. They've already played. That game had the Kirk Cousin uh, interception touchdown, which I still feel like wasn't an interception. I thought, uh, or the fumble touchdown. I still feel like his arm was going forward. I thought that was a bad call, but I have the. Uh, yeah, that was tough. I have the Eagles by four. All right, you have to get this exactly. Uh, you're up one on me, but I picked this exactly, and you have to get it exactly. Otherwise, we tie. You said four? Yeah. You want to rethink it? No. You're staying with four. Yeah. Four and a half. Ah, four, four and a half, half. Vegas. It was five and a half. It went down to four and a half, and we tie. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's it. Tie. That's, that's how I feel about the season, you and I tying. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Are you listening to Tate and Lombardi on Saturday mornings with Lombardi's 15-minute preview of five games? I love it. I love it. He was all over this week. Tate, Lombardi did well this week. Four for five. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers got hurt, so. Yeah. There you go. So I like how Tate soaks the fire with the with the Lombardi and the and the Browns front office. He knows that the man's the big Italian head is going to explode. Tate's going to have to pick up the pieces. I hope you know what you're doing there, Tate. <laughs> Lombardi had Lombardi was all the way in 1 million percent on Deshaun Watson more than anybody and looks like a genius but then was also all the way in on Doug Peterson not being a competent coach which I'm still not sure if he's right or wrong on that but that Eagles team is so talented that I'm starting to wonder if anybody could be the coach but everyone in Philly is really mad at at, uh, Lombardi and we might have to you me and Lombardi might have to fly back and and uh, and just go yeah and just go eat cheesesteaks and try to calm the locals down because they're still mad at them. All right. Well, I'll eat the cheesesteaks for sure. But yeah, Lombardi. I think Lombardi's right though. I think with the head coach thing, you have to give it a year or two. I don't think yeah, everyone can calm down a little on Peterson. I agree. I I have not watched Peterson and been like, wow, he's really come back to haunt Lombardi. I, when I watch the Eagles, I go. Wow, that front seven is like they they get insane pressure, and Wentz is really right. good. Wentz is fantastic. I love Wentz. It the story of the year that really I know people have talked about it, but man, if you're a Browns fan and back to back years you pass on Wentz and Watson, like I, I would lose my mind. Not that they should have taken Watson first, but there's some sort of scenario where they can land Garrett and Watson. They had all these first round picks. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they just part, they pass, they pass on every good quarterback. Like who can't like, get one of the one of the six that we've talked about, and they would have been in fine shape. All right, yeah. Sal, it's time for America's favorite uh, segment, Parent Corner. Um, All right, a lot of people people uh, trying to sponsor this thing now. We've we've had some really terrible offers for as much as two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> um, people offering us free t-shirts really not at the level we were looking for, for the parent corner sponsor yet. But, uh, but, but we've but gained we some of them. We at least have to cover our gambling losses with a sponsor, right? We, it can't be a, uh, that's a $50 true. Uh, Metro card. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pocketing under the table. We're pocketing the parent corner sponsor. <laughs> All right. So what do you got this week? Uh, well, Halloween's coming up and, uh, my boy, my nine year old Jack wants to be uh, Finn Balor. You know Finn Balor, the, the wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is with these schools, they don't let you wear a costume to school that where it either uh, mask covers your face or you have paint your face painted up. 
So he, so they told him no, and he's beside himself because his backup plan is Kane, uh, <laughs> and Kane has a giant mask, and so so now this is a problem in our house. Yeah, and like like I feel like going to the school. I don't know what to do about this, but like the explanation I was given is it scares the younger kids if, if other kids are wearing masks, which is bullshit. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And the other thing I heard, which makes a little more sense, but I'm not buying, is that the teachers need to know who everyone is. Now I think. I think you know who everyone is by now. You've had these kids for like what is it, a month, month and a half now. The, the, right. the kid that's uh, chewing on his boogers and then putting them under his desk—that's that's still Ian. That's always going to be Ian, whether, <laughs> whether he dresses himself or uh, you know, Cabbage Patch doll. So I don't know. Now we have to dress him as a hobo, and we have to go light on the uh, charcoal on the face. So I think they need to loosen up there in the school Manhattan Beach school district. Wow. Tough times. Very politically correct times these days. Yeah, really. My parent corner thing was uh, was actually a little bit about Halloween as well. My son, who um, who has more muscle than I do right now at age, he's almost he turns ten <laughs> in three weeks. He has he's been playing flag football and he's been playing football every day and he's in phenomenal shape. And he actually does have like remember that little Hercules guy that remember that little mini Hercules guy that was on the internet for a while who had those crazy muscles. Yes. He's not like that, yes, yes. but he's definitely ripped. Like when he's walking around yeah. without a shirt, people are always like, Oh my God, Ben, he's got a six pack. <laughs> so Ben, Ben, I think I'm headed toward him. Maybe like being one of those guys who's in the gym a lot and working out and doing all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Um, for Halloween, he's going as Zach Efron from Baywatch. And, oh, that's good. And has convinced his other friend, the other Ben, Ben Williams, to be the rock. And I, I think uh-huh. it was all a ruse because Ben just wants to trick or treat with his shirt off. He's becoming that guy. <laughs> so he's gonna he's trick or treating just in a bathing suit to uh impress people. So then last weekend, his school and my daughter's school, they had this whole retreat thing. So they all they all went to Santa Barbara for the weekend. And all the kids, mm-hmm. a lot of the kids were there. And everybody all day Saturday is playing um, football and doing all stuff. My daughter said Ben's shirt was off from the moment they got there and was shirtless the whole day, whatever the activity was. Just didn't have a shirt because there were all these older girls. He loves older girls. And was just shirtless the entire time to the point that other people were like, does Ben have a shirt? Does he need clothes? And it's like, no, he's just he's just shirtless. That's what he's doing. So, um it's it's been a delight, and and he just great. really wants to break out the guns. That's just how 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 he rolls. That's great. Yeah, he's Matthew McConaughey, like two thousand eight, right? Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, he's he's gonna start walking around with those really soft satin pajama pants, and that's right. it. So anyway, if you're in LA and you, and you're wondering who the nine and a half year old or almost ten year old is uh, dressed as Zac Efron for some reason for Halloween, that's my son. That's him. Wow. And he already, I, we should point out, he had a big uh, he had a big flag football touchdown, right? But full, full length of the field, didn't he? He did. He finally broke one. Uh, and thank God he didn't do a touchdown. We were very scared about the touchdown dance celebration because he's just, he's, he, he's <laughs> he a kept, profane child. He kept child. his shirt on, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might pull the shirt off at some point. <laughs> Uh, he already bragged. He already bragged to Adrian Peterson that he has more touchdowns than he does. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to? Uh, we plug the Brooklyn shows, but plug it again. 
Yeah, Monday, uh, tonight, Amy Schumer. Tuesday, David Letterman. Wednesday, Howard Stern. Thursday, Billy Joel. Woody Harrelson on Friday. Going to have a lot of fun out here. And on Against the Lot this week, you mentioned it. It's you. It's me. It's House. We go over MVP, Rookie of the Year, divisions, teams to make playoffs. Uh, Bill's gold star pick. He already gave it out, and, the, and, the, and the, it has gone down to 12 to 1. What did you say it was? It was Kyrie Irving, right? Points per game. It was 20 to 1. But we have, we have some good. Make or don't make playoffs, good rookie of the year, some coach. Of the, we we hit it all of them. I, I wanted to mention the only reason I brought up the Kyrie is just because the odds shifted on us. We were so excited about that pick when we did the pod and then it right. moved. So what can you do? There you go. All right, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NFL tickets. Use promo code BSNFL. Thanks to Gillette. A Gillette razor blade, thinner than a single brain cell, the product of many brain cells at work from the thousands of men and women at Gillette, always working harder to make your shave better. Now you can get Gillette blades for less at GilletteOnDemand.com. Gillette, the best a man can get. Pricing applies to select products is at the sole discretion of the retailer. Thanks to Bluehost. Don't forget, a top-rated website provider powering over 2 million websites. Bluehost makes hosting your website stress-free. And now our listeners save 50%. All you have to do is sign up at bluehost.com slash Bill Simmons. Design your website your way without being limited by templates. Bluehost.com slash Bill Simmons. From a podcast standpoint, we put up one with Haral Bob on the Ringer NBA show, me and Haral Bob. We also have me and Joe House doing future odds on Against the Odds with Cousin Sal. And then a bunch of podcasts this week, too, on the, on the BS. We're either doing three or four. Not sure yet. Anyway, we'll be back on Wednesday with another good one. Till then. <laughs>